everybody. This is Minority Time Podcast. I am Saucy Sally, and today I have with me... Okay, thanks. And Nerd Boy IV. And today we are going to be talking about mental health, manifestation, and just growth in general. So, um, so let's just go ahead and kind of just dive in here and see um, see where this you know combo leads us. Um, I think that you know with the pandemic and everything, you know, mental health has definitely been at the the forefront of um, you know everybody's minds, and um, you know people are you know struggling, and um, and then you know on the flip side of that too is that you know people are really starting to just kind of trying to dig in and just, you know, find their, find their personal growth and, um, manifesting what they would like to see in their lives. And, um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, right before we had started recording, I, I was telling them about, um, how, like I came to the realization a few weeks ago, like a week and a half ago, like when I was driving to like a meeting for work that, I think I've had like anxiety and like anxiety attacks my entire life. And I came to this realization because like for the entirety of like my adulthood, like the past almost 10 years now, like the little anxiety issues that I've had, I'm like, oh, this has just happened because I'm an adult now. Like there's no way I had anxiety issues as a kid. I would remember that. But as I was driving to work a week or so ago and like I could feel my mind and my body sort of like like pulling away from each other like a piece of bubble gum and I was like okay this feels like an anxiety attack and this was the first time in like 10 plus years maybe 10 15 years that I had like one of these anxiety attacks which was one that I used to have as a kid was is like I get this sensation that my body and everything that I touch is very heavy like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. I'm talking like I'm wearing a suit made out of lead everything else that I'm picking up is made out of lead and my my muscles are made out of bubble gum it's like I, and I'm sitting there trying to hold the steering wheel and that shit's heavy and I'm trying to pick up my phone to like play some soothing music that mm-hmm. shit's heavy and I'm like, holy shit, I'm having an anxiety attack. And I was like, and I remember, I was like, when I used to feel like this as a kid, I literally used to go to the bathroom and just turn on the water and sit there, sit on the edge of the tub and let the water run. I was mm-hmm. like, that's anxiety attack <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> 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 stupid ass as a kid thought I was having like fucking superpowers or something. Like, Here comes my superpowers. <laughs> Real good. <laughs> it's kind of cute though that you felt that way as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I, you know that's I mean, look at it too, like as a superpower. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I like it's exactly. And okay, let me throw this out there for our audience who maybe doesn't know, but I'm a first year PhD student in a counseling psychology program. So like, I know some things. I'm not saying I'm an expert in anything, but. I was going to say like that sensation of like everything, like your body or certain like limbs just feeling super heavy is literally has been called leadening of limbs before. So that's why I was like, oh, that's like, and I felt that before too. Um, And I was like, I struggle with anxiety as an adult. And I do realize like, I did probably struggle with it as a kid, 
but it's like it definitely wasn't as like I definitely had the kind of like the tendies or like the tendencies or the biological like disposition for it and then like just my environment and like everything going through life and you know just trauma <laughs> and stress, stressful life events um kind of like exacerbated everything to where like now I definitely can like see it as an adult and the pandemic like really brought it out um so I definitely like understand like you look back and you're like I didn't have I was fine as a kid why is everything wrong now and then you look back and you're like oh no it was right <laughs> didn't realize it it was there the whole time <laughs> yeah I you know I think you know the pandemic which I mean I don't I can't even say I mean we're technically still not out of it but you know the way things are like you know, acting and people are acting as if it's, as if it's done and over with, but, you know, it really has, you know, highlighted a lot of things in society and, you know, mental health being one and, you know, and even two people quitting their jobs and, you know, going to start off new adventures because, you know, because they were having anxiety attacks at work and stress of work and not getting paid enough, you know, um, but, yeah, I like I I think too I like as a kid I didn't really know that I was like having like anxiety issues or like stress and, and things like that. And then I didn't realize and like until I got older and it's just like those whole that whole time when I, I I used to have like around middle school, like around like seventh, eighth grade, um, there would be times where I would feel like this like really like like I would get like really bad back pain and it would just kind of like get in like my spine area and it would just like it would just like be crippling and there were times where like I would literally just kind of like get on the floor and like on a like a little yoga mat or whatever like just like try to stretch and like there was like even a move where you like you put yourself in a ball and you just kind of like you go back and forth you like massage your spine and stuff and so for me, like the way like the anxiety like happened in and like even happens now when it like gets really bad. Now it's like not so bad because I'm able to like, you know, pick up on like the warning signs and just like try to, you know, calm myself. But it manifests into like a pain, like a physical pain and um, and, it, and it hurts, you know, and it's like, um, you know, my mom had even uh, expressed that, you know, when she, because we were you know, um, my mom was a single mom for, you know, a period of time when I was younger. Um, and so she was always the person who would like take Excedrin, who would take, you know, ibuprofen. And she was just like, always in, in pain. And it's just like, now that we, you know, know a little bit more about, you know, about mental health and about anxiety and about, you know, other disorders and stuff, it's just like, you know, that was, you know, that was anxiety, that was stress, that was, you know, of course, over-the-counter medications is, you know, not gonna, you know, help that, but I think, like, you know, just, like, you know, uh, you know, Nerboid, you know, putting on the, the water in the bathtub, you know, those types of, like, instances where you figure out ways to, you know, kind of bring yourself, you know, back to your norm, you know, and it's just, like, I don't think anybody, you know, realizes like all the little things that you, that a person does to, you know, kind of prevent, um, you know, something like a, a worse or a feeling, you know, 
and it, and it can be taxing, but it's just like, it, it's like you do that or, you know, you like suffer the extreme consequences of not. Um, but I think there's like a lot of like self checks in there. And I think that's, you know, important when it comes to like our mental health and to say, you know, like, hey, this is, I'm like, I'm not feeling myself. Let me, you know, take, and it's, and it's more than taking deep breaths. Cause you know, it's not like, you're, you're not gonna breathe through it. You, you know, it's like, um, but um, yeah, so. It's, it's so funny that you bring up like the breathing stuff because like that, you know, like in every movie in the nineties when somebody was having like an asthma attack or a panic attack, it's like, oh, just breathe, just breathe. No, that that like, that doesn't really do much for me. Like, I need to remove myself from whatever area I'm in, and like, even if it's just like, even if I'm out somewhere and I can just get to my car and just sit in my car, cool. I'm cool. With it. It's like I just, but it's like the whole breathing stuff doesn't really do too much for me. Like, it helps, but it's not like it's not like a, a instant um, cure. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking about um like I've been doing like a little bit of research and like there's so much like overlap between like anxiety and like other like mental health issues where it's like okay is it just anxiety or is it like something more like mm-hmm. there's this um not to bring up the uh, dreaded TikTok but there's <laughs> this uh one TikTok account that uh the, this user um, who has ADHD and um, he's neurodivergent, I think, with autism. He was like, oh, is it, is it, he plays this game called, is it ADHD or is it autism? Where he names like different issues. It's like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like he'll name like four points. And like, it's like, oh, do you suffer from this? Oh, well, it turns kind of out. It's, it can be both. So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it shows the importance of like actually going and like seeing a doctor about mm-hmm. these things and not like you know necessarily like self-diagnosing and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like i saw this other video that was about like which is something i've done my entire life which is like it, it's something called nesting where mm-hmm. it's like you know you get into your bed and then you like made your bed and then you fill it up with everything that you would need within like an arm's reach so it's like you know if you're if you're in your bed you got your cell phone you got your tablet you got your computer you got your water bottle over there you got your headphones you got your snacks <laughs> that's nesting that's part of like anxiety it's like mm-hmm. i've literally done that my entire life i mean there's there is something so comforting about the bed yeah. you know and like like I, I, I get, you know, I get that. And, and like, how many times, like, have you like woke up, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not ready to get up. Mm-hmm. And you just like, I'm like, I, I literally say, I'm going to roll around in the bed, you yeah. know, for like an hour or so or whatever before I like, you know, get up. And, um, you know, it's just like when you like lay down too, it's almost like, you know, like a warm little, like, like a hug you know it just like envelops you which I have always been interested I have I'm surprised I haven't made the purchase yet but um they say that weighted blankets are really helpful for people who suffer from like anxiety issues and I don't know it's something about the 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 heavy weight that just kind of like makes you feel you know secure and stuff and it's just like I need one so to follow that point with like some not necessarily like psychological science because like I'm just a 
regular science person, maybe Kate Thanks can elaborate on that more. But like they did a, um, there was this research that was done about, uh, which along the same lines of like weighted blankets, but the um, emotional support animals like on airplanes. Mm-hmm. But they found was that like when they attached like the little nodes and shit to people's brains and they had them hold their pet and then they also had them hold a blanket that the feed off was the exact same. And so it's something about just like how you said, just having like a blanket, something to like sort of like hold you down essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I, I do have a weighted blanket and it, it does help. Like it, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, I'm being like pinned down. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, you just sit here and you relax, motherfucker. <laughs> you relax. That shit is heavy. Yes, yes. Like, you can't fight, you know, you can't fight it. It's just yeah. like, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's that sensation there um, is, is, yeah, it's comforting. Yeah. Um, but I think um, something that kind of goes maybe along with this is, um, especially like when you're mentioning somatic symptoms, um, people, for one thing, most people do not realize like a lot of your, which like your aches, your pains, your whatever that you're feeling, oh, my stomach is upset or whatever. It's usually like you stressed out about something or something is going on. Like, mm-hmm. even when you look at like people who visit the emergency room for things like half the time and like, really like that percentage is not even an exaggeration. It's usually more stress related than anything else than like, mm-hmm. actually there's something physiologically wrong in your body. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like the pandemic was really hard and I started having anxiety attacks like at work. Like I had had a few anxiety attacks like in my lifetime. Um, but I usually like, I'm the type of person where like just given family history that I'm not gonna go into like, it was like, you better schedule that anxiety attack when it's appropriate. Cause right now at work, is not the time. Like that's like the voice that was in my head. Like it is not okay to have this right now. You can have it after work. So it's like, I was like trying to hold on basically. And I got to a point where I was like, I can't even like hold on at work. And like, look, I was a teacher. So like, luckily for me, I didn't have students all the time. And so like, I could have those <laughs> like in a way that would be more appropriate or at least I didn't have to worry about like somebody who's gonna like see me and I don't know why I cared about that so much in the first place but mm-hmm. um, I looked up ways of like how do I deal with this like when this is happening you know like what am I would you know verbalize like I feel like I'm out of control like I'm losing my mind like things are just like spinning and I can't like get a grip and so like things like weighted blankets and even this like technique that I'm going to talk about because it was helpful for me. I don't know if it'll be helpful for others or even that deep like breathing. Um, I know for a lot of people like that breathing doesn't work, but you have to do it in a certain way. Like you can't just be like, and then like, <laughs> like you're going to be okay. Cause like there's a breathing that's like actually also associated with anxiety, like a type of breathing. So like you could be sitting there breathing, but you're doing the breathing that is making your central nervous system like ramp up again, because it's like, this is the way we breathe when like there's an emergency and you feel like, like, even though there's not something physically threatening to you, like you, like just because you're having the anxiety attack, your body is treating it as like you are in imminent danger, which is why like we're amped up like this right now. Mm-hmm. And so the technique that I would do, it's like a, it's called grounding, I believe. And so like basically, cause a lot of times with anxiety too, it's like not having a sense of control. 
And so like when you have like a weighted blanket or when you do um, grounding, it gives you that sense of control, at least to like calm yourself down. So like you like can close your eyes, you can keep them open or just like look down if you want. Um, but you like say you base it on the five senses. So you might be like, what are five things I can see? Right. So you have to obviously have your eyes open for that part, but five things in your environment that you can see. And so you might be like, I can see my water bottle. I can see my phone. I can see my pen. I can see my phone charger or whatever. Right. And then you go into four things that like, you can kind of do it differently depending on like what kind of environment you're in. But like, I would do like four things I could hear. So like, I can hear my neighbors upstairs. <laughs> I can hear the air conditioning. I could hear like the hum of my computer. I could hear like, if it, somebody was talking, like I could hear somebody's voice. Then you can do like three things that you can like touch. Um, so like you might pick up like a pen or, which I don't know about y'all, but like when I'm anxious anyway, like I pick up stuff all the time. So it's like, that helps. So I'll pick up my pen or I'll pick up my block for charging my phone or this weird flag that I have over here. <laughs> um, but then you go into two things like you can smell and like sometimes that one's like hit or miss because it's like what can you smell but um given the environment that you're in and then you can go into like one thing that you can taste or like just how does your mouth feel at the time mm. um and a lot of it I think is just like it it kind of goes into mindfulness because I know a lot of like mindfulness techniques like you have to it's a lot of it's like oriented into grounding yourself and like being more aware of your body and your surroundings and like what's actually happening within you because a lot of people don't sit and like take the time to stop and be like okay what am I feeling how does my body feel how is my body reacting because a lot of times your first reaction is like I'm going to stop feeling this way because I don't like it and you're not like okay but what is happening right yeah. I'm feeling this because to some extent it's good to understand that because then you could be like, okay, what are your triggers? Or like, you know, if like for me, I know um, like when alarms go off and like, I don't know if y'all realize this in college, but like, you know, when the fire alarms and stuff would go off and it'd be like late at night, like I would get so panicked and I know I didn't show it really at all, but I would be like really panicked. Like it happens even now, like if my fire alarm goes off in my apartment cause I'm burning something. Yeah, I get extremely panicked and like usually I'm like okay get out of the building now like go 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 but like now that I'm older I can kind of realize it but like I know like when I usually get a feeling in the pit of my stomach first mm -hmm. and then like then my breathing will be like like going a little bit faster and then I'm like okay you need to calm down because like once my breathing is going like that I'm like okay well it's not gonna be too far off to where either we're crying <laughs> or like, it's just going to feel like everything's out of control and I'm probably going to like, you know, look down or try to like get a grip basically. And it's like, I feel like I can't. Mm. So I think, I don't know, that was a long-winded explanation, but oh, <laughs> basically God. it's just like um, a lot of the stuff that like these other techniques or I think kind of what they're really like centered on is like making you be mindful or at least more conscious of like what you are doing and feeling and like giving your brain a chance to be like are because you're um, well let me back up your central nervous system feels like you are in imminent danger like especially if you're in the middle of having anxiety attack 
Mm-hmm. Like whatever the stress is, it's perceiving as like, this is dangerous. And your brain doesn't like differentiate between physical danger, stress, and like just mental, you know, more abstract stress. So like, it's going to treat like your body's going to treat it the same pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, if we're stressed out, if there feels like something is attacking you or is in danger, like we're going to, whether it's there with you in person or not, we're going to treat it pretty much the same or the body's going to react to it the same. Um, so like really giving your brain a chance to be like, well, wait a minute, am I actually in danger? Cause like, if you were in danger, you're not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm holding a pen. I can see my water bottle. Cause you would be in danger. So like giving your brain a chance to be like, oh, wait, we're okay. Yeah. Right. Like that kind of helps, or at least that's been my experience. Yeah. yeah. That's um, yeah. Well, something to, to try, you know, next time. I think, I mean, uh, one of the things that we can talk about too is, you know, what causes, you know, this, these types of reactions, these anxiety attacks and stress is like at the crux of it, you know, and um, it's, I mean, it, it just, it, it, it just goes to show like how important it is to be able to manage your stress. And like, I know that's something that, you know, probably people kind of like throw around and they say, well, just, you know, like manage your stress or, you know, do this or do that. So you, you can feel better. But like for people who, you know, who do have anxiety attacks or have other mental health, you know, issues where stress is like a really big trigger, it's just like, it's imperative, you know? And um, one of the things that, you know, I'm, you know, every day, you know, we're evolving, right? What, the next day is better than the day, you know, before. But, um, you know, is to, to, to manage your stress. And, you know, for me, it's, you know, exercises is, is really important. Have I exercised in um, the past month? No, it's probably why I'm, you know, feeling stressed out and like anxious and whatnot. But when I do it, you know, on a consistent basis, do I feel better? Yes, you know. Um, and, you know, the type of exercise that I, that I do enjoy, it's like, you know, just taking a simple walk at the park, you know. And um, there's something about um, the movement, but then also you know, your mind is kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever have like where you you feel like you, and I think we talked about a little bit about like racing thoughts, you know, or you just like, you have a lot on your plate. Maybe you, you know, you have work stuff, you have family stuff, you have personal life stuff. And it's just kind of like all, you know, mixed in together and like occupying like every, you know, space in your brain. And there's, you know, something about the walk for me that kind of like, empties it out you know empties out the brain a little bit and just kind of like settles it you know settles it down and like if I'm feeling like you know if I want to go the extra mile you know I'll put on like some soothing music while I'm you know walking in the park you know um so that's like that's like one of my favorite exercises I I do enjoy too the uh, the rowing machine mm-hmm. there's something about the rowing machine too when you like think about it it's really like a stretch you know, like you're stretching. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, I think that like releases, you know, tension and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but it's repetitive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, yeah. Um, 
and you you can be on there you know for a good 15 20 minutes and it's just like you know you feel you feel good afterwards um but um but yeah you know that's like one thing that you can like do to like help manage stress but I mean, and the thing about it too is like we, we live in a you know modern day society, and it's just like stress is just like goes hand in hand with it, you know. And it's just like it's not gonna it's not gonna go away um, as much as we would you know like it to. Um, but um, yeah, and and just like some other things too to just kind of like help with stress sometimes you know, just kind of like writing down and this will kind of like getting to like the mindfulness and like manifestation part, but, you know, making a list of all the things that, you know, that you think that you need to do, right? And then just kind of like categorizing them or like really kind of like saying, well, this is a priority and this is, you know, priority number two um, kind of like helps too. And, and then, and then we kind of touched about this too, about like some of the somatic system, system uh, symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I used to have like really bad, like stomach issues, like indigestion. And I feel like it was never I diagnosed, but I feel like I had ulcers at a time too. Like it was just like really, just like really bad, like stomach issues and stuff. And your diet, you know, like plays like, you know, huge part into like how you feel. So, you know, giving your body, um, you know, good foods and stuff. And I know sometimes it is hard to eat right, you know, especially like if you just like had a full day at work, you know, you're already, you know, tired. The last thing you want to do is, you know, go and make yourself a, a you know, a healthy meal. But, um, you know, food, you know, can also like play, you know, a part in there, but I mean, what are like some of the things that you guys do to like kind of like manage your stress? To, to add to the like the diet part, I think we touched upon this like in the diet episode that we did. But like, you know, there's research that's sort of showing that you know, the the way that we use like medicine to treat mental health now is not necessarily like the most progressive way um, because like. I read something that suggested that a majority of like the brain chemicals, like like the serotonin and like dopamine and stuff like that is actually produced by bacteria like in our gut rather than like the chemicals in our brain, you know, which sort of suggests that, you know, we need to be treating more of our, like how you're saying, like our nutrition rather than just, you know, like the, the brain side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I heard I, this, there was a documentary I watched, I think it was like on Amazon Prime, it's been a minute, but they called the gut the second brain. Mm-hmm. And because of exactly, you know, what you said, there's like, you know, all types of like regulation and even like hormone, like production to something like in the, in the gut. So it's just like, it's just as important as, you know, what you do with, you know, your your actual brain and um and and I we can kind of touch on this too about like treatments too for like there's definitely been a focus of like take this pill at this time and take that and um you know I think that there should be yeah there should be like a wider net past it you know when it comes to um treatment plans and then like I think too like when it comes to like medication I know that like 
even like in my family, like when I like first started like taking medicine and stuff, I like there was like a pushback even from like, you know, one of my parents was just like, you don't need to take, you know, medicine to like, you know, feel better. And it's just and and I don't know if that's just like something in like minority families, Hispanic families, you know, uh, black families, where it's just like there's that stigma of like, you know, like medication is bad you know yeah. um but if there's like other modes to, to, to kind of help you know that might be more accepting but it's yeah and I and then I think too it just like it just takes it takes talking about it I think a lot of times too like like when person when like when I feel like I'm going through like you know like personal issues or whatever and I'm just like you know like the whole world is crashing down on me the like what I do is I tend to like seclude myself right like I I just like come in my room, close the door and like shut off the lights and you know, like nobody bug me. But um, I think it, you know, it does take opening up too and just saying like, you know, hey, like I'm not feeling well today. You know, like that's that's something that I've gotten more comfortable like saying is just like, not to say like, oh, I'm not in the mood today. You know, sometimes, you know, people can be like, you know, don't fuck with me type things. Right. But it's like, you know, like I really am not feeling myself you know, I'm like not, you know, my chipper or like, you know, normal self. And just like to be comfortable to say like, yeah, I'm like I'm not a hundred percent, but you know, hey, I'm here. And like, I think that's like, that's another thing too that um, like people don't realize too is like when you, when you're like having anxiety attacks or you're having like other, you know, mental health you know issues, sometimes like there was a period of time where the best that I could do was go to work, you know, like I would be in bed, you know, 15 hours of the day, 20 hours of the day, if it had not been like for work. And, um, you know, and it's like, that's a, you know, that's a big, you know, to, to be able to push yourself to do something when all you want to do is just, you know, just, I'm bad. yeah, yeah. And, um, um, and then, you know, for like a period of time too, it was just like, you know, a lot of just like, I can't even say like emotional eating. It was just like, it was, yeah. So like th that also, you know, like depression and, um, you know, eating, but kind of, you just, you just, you just do it. And like, before you know it, it's just like, damn, like, you know, I gained like 25 pounds or like, oh my gosh, I'm like 30 pounds heavier. And it's just like, you know, in a span of like, you know, six months or whatever, but, you know, it's just like basic things, like basic, like normal day-to-day -day life type things you would think would be easy is like, is difficult. And so like, I would just say to, to people, you know, who might see one of their coworkers who is like, maybe not doing a hundred percent of their job or is like not, you know, um, communicative, uh, communicative, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's just like, you know, take a moment to just like take a step back and just say, you know, maybe, you know, they're, they're kind of going through something and the, the best that they can do is to be here, you know, and, you know, do what, whatever little it is that they are doing, you know? Um, so yeah. And then, then like, um, with exercise and all that other stuff too, like it helps with depression because it gives you 
you know, all those like feel good chemicals. Um, so yeah, but. Okay. I was just gonna say, it's interesting. Like, I don't think people realize this, but like really, and this is, you know, again, my first impressions as like a first year student, but the like medical model of like, hey, just take some medicine and stuff is not a very common attitude anymore within the mental health profession, though it is in like, obviously the medical community. And I think like one of the big issues, like I totally agree with the fact that everybody's just like, yeah, take some medicine, you'd be fine. Like that really comes from insurance companies and how they kind of conceptualize like what is treatment and like how long should treatment take? Because, and I'll just say, I don't mind saying this like, but from my personal experience, like I basically like during the pandemic was having like a mini nervous breakdown, <laughs> um, maybe not even a mini one, but I was having one. And I was still teaching, like trying to do everything, go to work, you know, and it just was, I was having more and more anxiety attacks and stuff like that. And I was also having way more somatic symptoms um, of like chest pain and stuff like that. So, you know, also to get insurance, you know, even though it's the crappy teacher insurance, they um, give you like a hundred dollars off if you go get a wellness check. So which made me more anxious because I was like, I don't want to go anywhere where like somebody's gonna have to take my blood or I'm gonna have to touch things or whatever during a pandemic. Cause that was like October, 2020. So I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. Um, so I went and, you know, they get your way, your blood and all that stuff. And, you know, they tell me like the traditional things like, oh, you should be eating better and lose weight. Cause I was like, okay, I know, like I'm a, I'm a big girl. Thank you. <laughs> like, I had no um, idea. <laughs> and then like, they have this questionnaire thing and they were like, have you experienced any of these yada yada symptoms in the last probably like two weeks, three weeks or something like that? Like maybe month, I don't remember exactly the time frame. And one of them was chest pain. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, click. Um, and then it got to the part where like, since, you know, it was the pandemic, they were trying to be as like safe and limit contact and stuff as much as possible. So I had a um, like advice, advisory session with like the doctor and it was just through a screen. And so she was going all over my stuff and she's like, well, you know, like your blood sugar and all of that looks good. Your this looks good. Your heart looks good. Cholesterol looks good. But like chest pain, what is that? And I'm like, I mean, I've just had some chest pain before. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what you want me to say. Y'all are the ones who asked me if I had chest pain. So like, right, you're the doctor, figure it out. <laughs> I was like, um, okay. Um, and I mean, I knew I was like, yeah, this is just like anxiety, like it's no big deal. And she's like, you need to go get that checked out. And it was like also, it was like this like older um like African female doctor and I was just like I can't be like no like I have to be like okay yes ma'am like so I was just like okay but I was like I do not want to go in a hospital or any like met like I already did this and caught it caused me so much anxiety I do not want to go anyplace else and so he's like you know actually like right now like the doctor's offices are pretty much empty because like pandemic and I was like, okay, I still don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, they scheduled me out um, with some doctor like who was just local because I didn't have a primary care physician. And so the nurse who was like, you know, they take your blood or not your blood, but your weight and your height and all that stuff again. And she's like, so what brings you in today? And I was like, 
oh, I've been having chest pain or like I went through my wellness thing and then I said I was having chest pain and they were like suggested that I go and like she was writing like you know like even through the mask I could kind of tell like her facial expression she was writing and then she just like when I said chest pain she stopped and was like what (laughs) what do you mean chest pain um especially because with COVID like chest pain was like a symptom so I think like she was like wait a minute why are you having chest pain um and I was like I just feel like it's anxiety so yeah like I was like I I kind of know where this is coming from like I've had anxiety attacks and that's usually when I have the chest pain and so anyway long story short they set me up with the EKG or E EKG no that's right where they like hook you up all the notes and stuff like your heart and stomach and everything else and they're like oh yeah you're fine I'm like yes I could have told you that like it's just anxiety because I was like literally when they took my cholesterol and everything else with my heart the last time I was like everything was fine so um and it was surprisingly so easy to get medication like I met with the actual primary care physician for like maybe maybe 15 minutes and I was like I think it's just anxiety and like we talked a little bit and I was like you know with teaching and being the pandemic like it's just that's I'm pretty sure this is what it is which I appreciated that like he listened to me and it wasn't like, oh, well, like you don't know what it is because I'm the doctor. Like, cause some doctors do take that type of approach. Like I'm the doctor, I know more, but he was just like, well, I'm going to prescribe you this. And I knew what it was because like, again, like I had experience with psychology, like that's when you kind of learn about some of the um, psychotic or uh, psychological medications that are there like when you just major in psychology like that's something that we briefly at least go over so I remembered like some of the stuff um and he's like well you know like this is highly addictive and so like I don't want to give you a lot and everything like that and like we're gonna have to follow up in like you know like I guess a month or something like to make sure like you sought a therapist or whatever or we'll suggest one for you so I was like okay (laughs) like all right but he was just like I'm gonna give you this medicine I'm gonna give you a low dose and you just take it as needed. Cause I was very like, I'm very much just given my family history with like mental health and like some other just kind of, again, not gonna go into like trauma stuff. I was like, I don't want medicine. I don't want that. <laughs> like, Don't give me that. Um, and nothing's wrong with medicine, but it was just like the medicine itself or getting prescribed the medicine was like almost a trigger for me. So I was like, okay, no. Right. Um, right. And so we decided like, okay, we'll just give you as much as you need and you take it when you need it. Like if you're having an anxiety attack, you take it. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, But it was so, and like this, like it was basically generic Xanax, which is highly addictive, highly. Um, And I was like, I just went in and I was like, I could have been lying this whole time. Right. And it's, oh, it's anxiety. And you had no way of knowing that. I was like, you didn't, besides like you were like, I mean, it was, I guess, pretty obvious with me. Like I talked about, like I was stressed with work and all this and like I was having chest pains, but my heart was fine. But it was so freaking easy to get that. Like, (laughs) I was like, you didn't like do any follow-up. You didn't like make me go to a therapist first and then get like none of that. Like it's Um, isn't Go ahead, one of those like uh, opiates? Yeah, like it is. Yeah. Okay, and um, like with 
a lot of that stuff, like if, you know, if that is the case, like I can't quite remember, I think it might be in the same category. It's like a benzodiazepine. So it's not exactly an opiate, but it's, I mean, it's going to work similarly. It suppresses your central nervous system. I remember listening to this podcast five or six years ago now about um, like the, the whole like push to like treat pain in this country and like the the birth of like the pain diagram where it's like the little smiley faces where it's like where's your pain on this scale that's mm-hmm. something that just appeared over the last like 20 plus years like that has not always existed here in medicine and like you know the correlation and like causation that that had with like the opioid epidemic and like I said the ease of just receiving that medication because you know a lot of those like companies that have those medicines really push it upon doctors to like you know you know you know it's like light drug dealing essentially like legal drug dealing it's like you know get it out there and then like and insurance companies love it because it's quick they don't have to sit there and pay for a treatment like with an actual therapist that may take you know months years they can just be like take this medicine okay you good you good like and that's it Mm-hmm. And then too, like, I think like, you know, going back to like what Sally was saying earlier about like the stigma behind mental health, like, especially like in like communities of color, like I think over like just being able to like treat your mental health for as vital as it is, is like, is really a privilege, like to be able to have like the safety and security and like finances in play to like sit down and be like oh my brain is just not like my my inner self is just not feeling a hundred percent you know let me look into like treating that you know because like being a person of color in this country is a lot about just survival it's about like you know it's about like it, it's almost the equivalent of being like a, a gazelle in the serengeti or some shit it's like you know you got to know where you can go and where you can't go it's about knowing you know <laughs> days of the week can i travel to this place or you know is that a fucking lion over there let me <laughs> find some tall grass or some shit you know oh. a lot of it is about you know just just making it another day or another week and so just like yeah. having the privilege to sort of like sit back and like reflect on like your inner needs is like Mm-hmm. Big deal, which is something that I feel like that's where it gets lost upon like the older generations like even our parents generations where it's like oh you know why why are you sad you know like you know I cooked I cooked you all this food you got a roof over your head and blah 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 it's like it, it's deeper than that you know it's not just about this fucking five gallon <laughs> pot of spaghetti in there or the, <laughs> the roof over the head or the the you know shit like that it's you know it's you know mm-hmm. We can like, I think we conceptualize like compared to our parents' generation, like what is well-being very differently. Cause like, like I mean, I'm gonna be honest, like was my parents, they were some of the first black people to really go to their university. Right. So like for them, it's like we made it, we good, like yeah. we're, we're here, you know. There, yeah. But like for me, like I need more than and like especially for them, like they came from a poorer background than like what they were able to afford for me and my sister. So it's like for them, yeah, like you give me some food and I got a roof over my head and I was able to go to school. I'm good. Like, great. I'm doing awesome compared to some of the people I know. 
Right. Um, but for me, I'm like, you know, yeah, that's it's not <laughs> not yeah. helping. Like it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like with our parents, a lot of like the well-being part was just like, do you have like your needs met? Right. Mm-hmm. Like if your needs are met, you know, the whole uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if all of that's like taken care of, like you you should be good. Like, and then like, there's always like that dreaded, you know, that, that statement they say, well, you know, you're lucky that you, you do have a roof over your head or so-and-so, you know, uh, had their, their light or water cut off and yada, yada, yada. And, or, or like, like, you remember when we had to go to like the laundromat and like do our like clothes there. And it's just like, now you can put your clothes in the washer and you don't have to like worry about all that. But I think now for like our generation, well-being is like more than our needs being met, but also just like the sense of thriving, right? It's just like to, and and more than just like being happy, but kind of going into just like that personal growth and, and um, feeling, feeling validated, but, but validated in your own self, you know, not like validation from others, but, um, to say like, this is, you know, this is who I am. This is, you know, what I want to do, or this is, you know, what makes me happy. These are, you know, some of the things that I'd like to, you know, pursue. It's, it's more of like, I don't know, just um, self, self-enjoyment maybe. Um, Self-actualization is like, that's the top thing or well, is it? I think it's like near the top if it's not the top of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and Mm -hmm. to kind of paraphrase what you're saying like I think our parents it was like we're really focused on them like bottom rungs of that pyramid like we got this we got a family like we got food we got a roof okay we good whereas like we're trying to get almost beyond that to some extent and it's like I almost sometimes feel like it's like such a weird catch 22 because like being in this program and like reading some of the things and seeing how they even conceptualize like what is well-being like I don't know if it's almost like an acculturation issue where like because we are becoming more and more this is not necessarily a bad thing but because people are adopting more and more like western ideas of like what you know like what does wellness even look like like is it also that we've kind of raised a generation of people where it's like I do have I feel like I have to go beyond just the basic necessities to be well like it's not again I don't want to conceptualize it as like a bad thing but it's kind of like you know what comes first like the the horse or the cart like is it we are wanting more and like that's why we are more attaining self-actualization or is it kind of like we are being told that we should want more and that's why we are trying to reach like self-actualization if that makes sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like it's more of a it's more of a like being I don't know it's like you know we're, we're given the safety to like reach our age that we are now you know like uh you know I'm sure like many of you like you know you have grandparents who when they grew up, they had, you know, five, six, seven, eight siblings, and not all of them even made it to, like, adolescence. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you know, our grandparents weren't really concerned about, like, mental health. It was about, like, you know, 
oh, I got to shuck these damn peas or I got to pick this fucking cotton or blah, blah, blah. Whereas like, you know, now those aren't like, you know, we've, we've moved past that. And it's more something like where like, it's we're moving into like the stuff that like, I hate hate to put like, like things that like white people have been concerning themselves with, you know, for 20, well, two, 300 plus years, you know, their mental health, you know, being able to not be concerned about their everyday survival and stuff like that, or like making ends meet. So, you know, I feel that when you don't have to worry about those things and, you know, you do get more of an opportunity to reflect on like the the upper rings or upper rungs. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then to like, you know, kind of circle back to something that you asked earlier about like coping mechanisms when it comes to anxiety. Like for me, um, what I like to do is like, I like to have like, which I've always made, I think I've said this before, but like, I've always made fun of like those, those videos where it's like, oh my God, like it's where it's a video of like a baby on an iPad and it's just like, <laughs> how is this baby gonna be able to function as a, an adult? And I remember seeing this, somebody had like retweeted it and it was like, all y'all, all y'all out here talking shit about iPad babies when you out here, you gotta have your headphones in, you gotta have your phone in your pocket, you gotta have your you gotta have your your specific water bottle. Y'all are the fucking iPad babies. Right, right. Oh, okay. You know what? You're right. But like when I'm specifically like having like I've been like slowly curating like an anxiety playlist, like stuff that's like calm and like soothing. And like one song that like always helps me do it is like, you know, calm down is like the uh Janae Iko in her heavenly essence like two years ago made like a remix to one of her songs is literally just like a mantra like she's repeating like the same line over and over again for like seven minutes with like the the metal bowls and like just chimes and it's like mm-hmm. it just, it, gets you in a trance there yeah i'll listen to it for like 30 40 minutes <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. like that's to this day so far that's been the only thing that's like really stuck Mm-hmm. That, like it's like you know every time I, I find it it's just good it's I'm, I'm good you know so, yeah no I I love those uh commercials I get for the calm app uh-huh. like sometimes like I'm on YouTube and stuff and they, they'll have like oh, you know take this time to take a deep breath and they got like the water in the background and you're like I'm even closing my eyes for the 10 seconds that the ad is on <laughs> <laughs> you know um but yeah you know they, they uh, like yeah it's it's fun to kind of like explore you know like because so, like even on Spotify too they have like meditation playlists and uh mindfulness and all of that and that that, that does help which you know kind of I guess a little bit gets into like this next part too about you know manifestation and and, and mindfulness I think like now it's like the word manifestation itself has just like like been thrown at us like like every which way direction oh manifest your manifest your life manifest where you'd like to see yourself manifest abundance manifest it's just like okay well how do I do that you know right. and uh, I don't know if you guys well you know we talked about TikTok but apparently there's like you know there's like these affirmations that you're like supposed to like say and there's like one that 
like went viral and the affirmation is supposedly you're supposed to say this you're supposed to say this when you like I, some people say like three times a day morning noon and night and you're supposed to say it when um you're like in a good headspace and like feeling good and feeling positive and the affirmation is i don't chase i attract um what is meant for me will come to me something like that or something or, or, or what's meant for me will simply find me and um so, I, I mean, I, I believe that I'm going to have to do more than say this phrase three times a day uh, to actualize my dreams here. But, um, like, this whole, like, subgenre of just, uh, like, of this math mindfulness, of this, like, affirmation, I think, you know, people, and, and this one thing, the pandemic, I, one good thing that I think the pandemic has done is that people like are realizing the positions that they're in, right? They're realizing that they're, you know, maybe stuck at a job that they're like not 100% happy with and by not 100%, probably like 10% happy with. And they're like, why, you know, why do I have to, to stay here? You know, why am I like putting up with this? And, you know, another thing too, is just like, or like on the flip side of that too, is, is they see how fickle, you know, the economy is if they, you know, were one of the people who, you know, got laid off and stuff. And then, so it's just like it, like the pandemic has given us a lot of reflection time and a lot of time to, to really kind of evaluate where we are in life and where we want to go. Um, you know, and I think that us, and we kind of like talked to, talked about this with our friend group, group, um, you know, we're, we're at that point in life too, where we can literally see the next 20 or 30 years. Like we're like right, pretty much like right smack in the middle of like, you know, uh, our lifespan, right? Like we're, you know, we, we see the past, like we're, you know, all the things that it took to get to where we are now. And like, we've seen the, the steps our parents and, you know, grandparents like took to get where they are. And it's just like, you start to consider that the path that you're on, and you're like, is this really where like I want to be, or is this going to lead to where I want to be in the next 20 or 30 years, you know? Um, and, you know, of course, you know, you have, you know, people, you know, when it, when talking about jobs and stuff and people like not going back to work, it's like, oh, we have so many job openings, like so-and-so is hiring, but nobody's applying. Well, you got to really question why people are not applying. Right. It's not that they don't want to work. It's that they don't want to work for you doing that, you know, and well, it's like, I, right. Or right. Exactly. Without childcare. Right. Right. Insurance, parental leave, like without all of those things. It's just like, and I think it's just like, people are just like, no, people are I like finally got to that point where they say, no, I'm not signing up for that shit, you know? Right. And because uh, like I think before, you know, not that people were desperate, but it was just like they felt like they had no options, right? And it's just like, you know, the pandemic just kind of like exposed, like, you know, not that there are options, but like, well, let's say they did get laid off, right? Or let's say they did quit. Guess what? They didn't die. They're still alive. They're still eating. They're still, you know, finding a way to to you know, survive. And so it's just like, they're figuring out ways to, you know, invest in themselves 
and you know their personal growth which you know i think is something that's really you know really great um and i'm hoping that you know that we keep this you know the same energy and just like in regards to to yeah like parental uh parental leave uh child care i mean that's one thing that you know we need to talk about too is just how many women left the job force because of child care you know i got pushed out yeah even like a song along this the, the those same lines it's like we need to like which is like it, this is one of the topics that i'm like sort of like i've seen like a lot of memes on this where it's like oh you know guys are complaining about the patriarchy when like you know you literally like you know invented it but it's like okay yeah i get that but it's like you know we didn't we didn't personally do that like i didn't build a patriarchy like last week so it's like you know along the same lines it's like if we and, and i say this when it comes to child care because what we're seeing now in this country is that women women are becoming the more educated group pretty much across the board like compared to men like no matter what race you're looking at like especially like black women are like among the highest educated group in america but it's like you know still at most jobs there's only like maternity leave you know let, let's say that you know the the wife is making 150,000 and her husband's you know making 50 60 you know and she has to take off work and you know he has to you know try to provide like you know that doesn't really make much sense you know it should you should be able to like flex it or be able to do both you know both parents should be allowed to you know be off work or you know like you know the the husband should be able to stay at home and take care of the the child but you know like even at my job like you know one of my coworkers, he his wife just had a baby earlier this year and like you know come to find out we don't have anything even close to paternity leave so when he was off trying to you know help his wife you know after the surgery and all that stuff it's like you know he had to use his own vacation time mm -hmm. so you know this guy's been pretty much without any sort of sick time vacation time for like since february so it's like you know you gotta you gotta be on your p's and q's every day you gotta take your vitamins you gotta drink your water you yeah allow yourself for any sort of like mental slip-ups mm -hmm. and like that that's such like i think they were talking about like how much of a detriment that was to the economy like having no child care in place in this country where it's like you know all these women left the economy all at once mm -hmm. yeah it was like a mass exit yeah and it's like you know because it's like you know nine times out of ten when you know when people have to choose between their family or their job you know they're going to choose to take care of their family you know you know as right. they should but it, like it shouldn't be a choice it 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 should be one of those things that sort of comes hand in hand by the government like you know mm -hmm. it's one of those things that like i'm glad that people are starting to realize and see through the lies that we've been told for 20 you know since the inception of like the modern government in this country that oh no the government can't do that when we've seen that they can like you know they gave us three stimulus checks they boosted unemployment for most states across the board so that people could take care of themselves and have their basic necessities kind of sort of met mm -hmm. like so this whole time y'all have been lying like we could have been doing basic income since day one right right you know like so it's like it's it's things like that that people are starting to 
to look through. Like I love seeing the the pictures on like social media on Facebook of like people pulling up to like um, a uh, drive, uh, you know, drive through menu for like, you know, some fast food place. And there's like a sign on the speakers, like everybody quit, you know, go somewhere else. Or it's like, you know, like, so it's just like, you know, people are starting to realize that collectively, like we don't have to settle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we don't have to just like accept seven dollars and twenty five cents. Wait, so you know, we're we're starting to see a lot of like difference, and like when it comes to like manifestation too, like I feel like I feel like that's sort of twofold. Like that's one of those things that like I'm slowly but surely like leaning in towards because like now when I look back like at myself to like where I was five ten years ago it's like damn like i'm legitimately a fucking scientist like i get paid to do science and it's like you know i got like a pretty nice apartment i got my own car and shit like that it's like damn this is kind of like the shit that i wanted like when i was like you know a teenager but then it's like you know like like how you were saying like how the word manifestation gets sort of thrown around it's like yeah like this is exactly what i wanted so in in a sense i did like manifest it but at the same time, like, you know, you cannot ignore, like, the work that you have to do to get to where you want, which is where I feel like a lot of people sort of, like, fall short. It's like, they like, okay, well, I said my affirmations today. I'm gonna just go back to smoking this pound of weed or, you know, just playing video games for 27 hours today, where it's like, okay, yeah, you've You've done the mental part. You've you've done the universe energy part. Right. Where's the physical energy that your body is putting into allowing yourself to get there? And that's 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 the issue I have with like a lot of this stuff. It's just that people like they'll do like the the easy part, you know, the like "Mm, okay. Right. I done I done sent my little my little raise out. Right. Where's my billion dollars, bitch? Where's my billy? <laughs> I think one of the things with manifestation that like maybe a lot of people don't realize, like after me dealing with anxiety and stuff this year, like I'm really big into like what am I consuming? Like, and not just like even food-wise, but like what am I consuming on social media? What am I consuming in my environment? What am I consuming? Or like what's, you know, coming towards me or coming into my brain, into my like senses or whatever that could be facilitating and or like hurting whatever I want my goals to be. Um, And so like, I think the thing with manifestation that a lot of people maybe don't realize is like, if your brain hears something enough or sees something enough, it's going to perceive it as truth. Like, if you, you know, it kind of goes both ways. Like if you sitting there telling yourself, like, I can't do it, my life suck, and you're saying it every single day, well, yeah, your brain's gonna start to believe that. And then your actions are also gonna, and your environment, like you're gonna kind of start to self-select things that will like almost facilitate that in a way. And that's not to say like, because obviously there's instances where it's like there's just some shit you don't have control over, like when it comes to your environment. So like that's not even, you know, taking into account like the systems and special like oppression that like groups find themselves in. But if you can take more of an approach of like, okay, I'm telling my brain several times a day, every day, this, this thing, eventually it's going to start to be like, you know what? Okay. That makes sense. Like that, that has some truth to it just because it's like, if it hears it repeatedly 
it, it perceives it as truth. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you may get to points where like you question it, but like, if you know, if you just tell anybody like something enough, like you're just going to start to believe it. Right. Like that's like, even with us, when we were little kids and they were like, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. Like we really believed that shit. We sure did. <laughs> I, I was going to be a firefighter. I was going to be a librarian, a cop, all of it, all, all in one. One day I was going to be doing one job. Next day I was going to be doing another job. It was just it was like all, all, all guns are blazing there. And it didn't it work was, like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but um, like, yeah, like that, what is it called? Self um, actualization? Self actualization self-fulfilling prophecy maybe as I think yes. I'm trying yeah like when when you say like I, I'm like I'm nothing or I'm not gonna do good at this you know versus like you know giving yourself good thoughts so I think you know the manifestation part of like feeding yourself like at least good vibes you know has to like you know do something but like to the point you know nerd boy had said is this like okay saying it is one part the, you got to go to the next state stage and so one of the things that like I'm trying to be more intentional about is like okay like for instance like you know income right I'm like okay I would like to increase my income you know by a thousand dollars all right what um you know what can I do to to get there you know I was like oh well you know, we, my mom makes pretty good food. So maybe let's try to like explore this option. And it's just like, okay, what are the steps it's going to take for us to, you know, kind of like get off the ground? What, what, you know, what meals would we, would we make? How, what groceries would we need to buy? What type of marketing would I like have to do? You know, right. so, you know, again, it's just like, there's the dream but then you got to take those actionable steps to like achieve it, you know? And, um, you know, like even, you know, to the point too, where really like, you know, as kids, you know, we probably said where we are now is where we wanted to be, right? When we were, you know, younger, but now it's like, okay, well, like, what's that next step? Like, where do we want to be, right. you know, another 10 years or so from now? Um, but this, I don't know if this might be a good time to, to introduce this, this guy. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so just kind of like along those lines of the like manifestation and just like inspiration. Um, I started this, uh, I guess you could call it a journal, but um, you know, I had like some magazines and I started off with, you know, everybody was like doing vision boards, you know, at the beginning of the year. And like, I took my vision board and I just kind of like cut it up into little pieces and I put it all in, you know, in this book. And so I kind of call it like my inspiration journal. And um, they're just like, you know, some pictures and phrases in here that, you know, that I can kind of like look at. And, um, you know, if I want, I can meditate. Or if I want to take that extra step and like meditate on some of it, I could. But something about making it, you know, was like, really beneficial um but uh I think that this is something that you know you guys could do and then we could ask our our listeners to do as well and like really there's no um set guidelines it could just like be any journal 
I mean, like I have a picture in here and I'll share like on our um, Instagram, I'll like I'll take a quick video of mine and like post it on there. But like, I have one in here, like this says mind hunter, you know, it's just like, you know, what can I do to, you know, you know, feed my brain? Um, you know, if, well, I want to see beauty, you know, if I want to be in nature spaces, um, if I, um, you know, if I want to do art and things that I want to work on, if I want to, I, like, I even have one in here where it's like a gold chain in here. And I'm like, okay, how could I, how do I attract the gold chain to me? How do I cheat? How can I, how can I get the gold chain? And so, and then like, there's one in here that says like romance by the spoonful, right? And it's just like, you know, that's what that's, you know, I, I, you know, I still, I'm still trying to, I'm not, I'm not giving up on the, the romance department, even though I was, I was out of it for a little bit. I was a little bit of depression there, you know, but I was like, fuck that dude, man. I, I, I still deserve love, you know, I still deserve yeah, yeah. romance. And so, you know, um, so just like anything that like would inspire you and like any of like your interests, any of the things that you like would like to see yourself like either achieve, you know, monetarily or just like personal growth wise. And then it would be, you know, interesting to see like how everybody's like inspiration journal kind of like comes out. So I think it would be cool to, um, to see everybody's and it could be you know could be really rewarding I, I will say I did enjoy you know making it there was I think I did it probably you know, like in a week's time like I would I like have my desk set up and I just would come and I you know look at my magazines and you know pull out like those keywords and pictures and just kind of like put it together and I think I even have one you see I had put I have like my name, like I wrote my name and like on, because I doodled too. And there was this one thing that I that wrote, I said, see the vision. And then it was like, I started to like do a to-do list. And so it's like, Sarah, see the vision, you know? And it's just like, you know, so kind of, you know, getting into the, that help visualize um, what you'd like to accomplish. So I'm going to task the, um, the two of you there to, um, create your inspiration journals and task all of our listeners to create your inspiration journals and uh, we'll probably come up with a cool hashtag I don't know to go along with it but it'll be on our Instagram <laughs> that sounds like a good idea mm -hmm. agreed yeah. um, should we end here yeah I think that's a good stopping point okay huh. all right guys well uh, that was our mental health manifestation uh, segment here. I hope you, you know, took something away from it, uh, enjoyed our, our convo, and thank you to all of our listeners, you know, worldwide, and, um, you know, continue to, to listen and, you know, tell your friends about us. Um, we really, you know, again, appreciate everyone, and um, thank you for being here with us. So I'm Saucy Sally. Okay, thanks. Nerdboy IV. And this is Minority Time Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.